the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Ross, we're brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, March 21st, 31st, I'm sorry, currently 1235 on the East Coast, here to break down the Thursday night NBA player props and maybe dig in some other things happening around the NBA, some bets that we're sweating out as the season winds down here. And joining me to break down the Thursday night schedule, my main man on the East Coast, the man that does it both on and off the court for the SGPN Network, Scott Reichel. Scott, how you feeling this Thursday afternoon, buddy? Hey, doing pretty good. Nice to see you again. Yes, sir. Uh, besides really sweating out the Nets to make the playoffs, uh, I've been doing pretty well. actually saw them play against the Pistons earlier this week. Was a pretty fun time in person, and hopefully the Nets find a way to make a run. So you have to be in the building when Kyrie made his return. Uh, well, he made his return against Charlotte. Oh so yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I ended up not going to that one. I did see Durant drop 41, 11, and five, which was fun. Yeah, uh, I actually live bet the game at the half. I nice. took a Durant over 33 and a half points that cashed at the end of the third quarter. So that was nice. And I saw Cade go for 29 in the second half. So I saw Cade look really, really good. One of the best games he's played as a pro. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Nets won the game. Did they look good? Not really. But they got Milwaukee on deck. So I'm assuming they were looking ahead a little bit. But it was a fun game. It was a high-scoring game. And I saw Durant do Durant-like things. So I can't really complain. Oh, yeah, that's always a good time getting to see uh, the number one overall pick as well as one of the best scorers on the planet and best players, Kevin Durant. So... Glad you had a good time there, man. I know you mentioned Cade here a little bit. Um, briefly wanted to touch on uh, the rookie of the year odds here. I know we got the news that Evan Mobley is probably – he's going to miss the next couple of games, but right now his odds are starting to come down a little bit uh, for his rookie of the year. I think yesterday I saw it at minus 400. It's now down to minus 330. Obviously, we're not going to bet on Mobley to win the rookie of the year, but I did get down on Scott Barnes or Scotty Barnes yesterday around, I think it was around three to one plus 350. Is Mobley locked it up even if he's going to miss the rest of the game? Or do you think there's a chance that Barnes, if this Toronto Raptors team finishes up on fire, that he has a chance to win this or win the award? I think that Barnes has a serious shot to win the award. To be honest, I think Cade has an outside shot to win it. I know Cade was awful for about two months, yeah. but of course he gets all the media recognition because of the fact he was the number one pick, and Cade's been really good for the last couple of months. So mm. you can make an argument maybe for value. There might be worth a sprinkle 
there with Cade. Yeah. For me, I think Barnes has a great chance to win the award because of the fact that the one claim to fame that Barnes had for uh, not for sorry not Barnes that Mobley had for most of the year was the fact that his team was going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And now it looks like the Raptors are basically locked into a playoff spot. They can hypothetically move back into the play-in. I don't see it happening, especially with Cleveland being as banged up as it is. Yeah. It seems like Toronto's probably going to finish with the five or the six, Mm -hmm. so they should get in. Cleveland might not make it. And when I was on the broadcast last week with Dan Titus, I mentioned that I liked Cleveland to miss the playoffs at around plus 590 or plus 500 or something like that. Yeah. which is now down to plus 155. So that was a hell of a week for me with that future. Yeah. But the point is, is that Cleveland with Mobley being out, which also hurts because, of course, he's not putting up any stats while he's on the bench. But if Cleveland ends up missing the playoffs and you're looking at the stats and they're both pretty similar, do I think there's a tiebreaker with the team that actually had a winning record and made the playoffs? Of course. So if you're asking me right now who I think has the most value to win the award, I'm picking Barnes. Yeah. Yeah, right now Cleveland has, let's see, I'm trying to pull up their schedule. So they have... Uh, I think they're losing tonight. I don't think they're beating Atlanta and Atlanta. Yes, yeah, so they have Atlanta tonight, and then they have Brooklyn, they have Philly, they have Milwaukee, and then their two easy games, I guess you can say, will be Orlando and the New York Knicks. So, And the Knicks, a, I don't even know if that if that's considered easy, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's a hell of a grab by you, man. Hopefully... For that, for that ticket, hopefully they missed the playoffs. So yeah, but right now they are in that play-in tournament bracket now uh, with the Brooklyn Nets and the eighth spot, the Charlotte Hornets now in the ninth spot, and then the um, Atlanta Hawks in that 10th spot. So it's, it seems like it's really going to be those four teams, especially the way the Toronto Raptors are playing. I'm not sure, uh, Scott, between those four teams, I would probably put Cleveland last with all the injuries that they're dealing with, and I don't think that they're going to get in. I don't. You're talking about a situation where the reason why I took it was I was basically gambling on if Toronto would finish ahead of Cleveland. Yeah. Because all I was looking for was a chip in a chair. I just wanted a playing game. We'll see what happens. Plus 590 for them to lose two playing games. One's against Brooklyn, mm-hmm. which they will clearly be dogs in. You're right. So I'm assuming that in Cleveland with Allen potentially missing and maybe even Mobley missing. Mm-hmm the Nets will be favored by, I'd say, at least five points, assuming both of them are out. Yeah. I think the Nets would win that game. And then you're looking at a spot where they're either going to play Charlotte or Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I'd pick in the Atlanta-Charlotte game, but I like both those teams more than Cleveland right now. Yeah. So if I think the Nets are, I don't want to say a lock to beat Cleveland in the the first play-in for the 7-8, but if there's a good chance, 70% chance that they would win that game. Yeah. Then I'm basically getting Cleveland, uh, like I'm getting Charlotte money line, or I'm getting Atlanta money line, at realistically like three to one, yeah, four to one, like hell yeah, I'm going to take that. So that was the logic behind it, and it's yeah. aged pretty well. Yeah, hundred percent, it's aged really well. Uh, Toronto has, I think, the fifth easiest schedule remaining in the entire NBA. Uh, games left against Atlanta, Philly, and Miami, but the other three. Easy uh, teams. Yeah, New York, they're playing okay, but then they also have Orlando and the Houston Rockets uh, left yeah. for the remaining of the season. And then, They're also uh, healthy, so that factors yeah. in. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I may add a little more on Scotty Barnes here to, uh, as well to see, uh, you know, if, if this team continues to stumble here. But quickly wanted to touch on that. Anything else that you're sweating as we kind of wind down the season here uh, as far as futures or regular season uh, bets? 
Well, that's why I also mentioned the Nets, because, of mm-hmm. course, I took them to miss the playoffs. I think that was – I forgot the exact number when we did the show, because then Kyrie was announced active right after, and the line mm-hmm. went up even further. I want to say they were around 7-1 to one okay. to miss the playoffs or something like that. And once again, my logic was if I bet them and Cleveland, then one of those teams is playing in the elimination game for the uh, 8-10 or whatever matchup. So yeah. – that was kind of my logic. I could hedge it worst case scenario if that's going to be the 7-8 matchup, which it probably will be. So mm-hmm. I'm in good shape there. The Nets should make the playoffs, though, with Kyrie being back for home games. But for me, the only thing I'm really sweating out now is the playoff stuff. Monty Williams already wrapped it up with a bow, so I'm just waiting for that to be graded. Yeah. Besides that, I have Golden State to win the title, which was a free bet, which I'm basically going to toss in the garbage. Not actually. I'm going to use on prop swap and try to sell it. Uh, unless you want to buy it for me. Maybe. And then I have the Suns to win the West. Yeah. I believe I got that with a parlay as well at like 25 to one, I think. Wow. So I got, I'm in good shape with the Suns right now. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's really the only thing I'm sweating. In Golden State, there's no chance I'm keeping it. Mm-hmm. It's to win 5K for about a $150 free bet. So it was a long shot to begin with. But yeah. I'm going to sell it. So the only thing I'm really sweating out now is the Suns to win the West. Yeah, and Suns, I mean, they look really good, man. I won't not be surprised to see this team back in the NBA Finals, especially now they got Chris Paul back. He looks good. Uh, They they squeaked out the victory last night between uh, uh, against the Golden State Warriors, I'm sorry. They didn't look good, but the truth is they look so bad and they still managed to win. Yeah, I think this shot like, what, 40-some percent from the field and they still won the game by four. They shot like 20-something percent from three. They couldn't make a shot. Yeah, and they still got the victory there, so... Uh, if that's maybe if Warriors had Steph Curry, that would have been a different story. But uh, nonetheless, Phoenix in the driver's seat in the Western Conference uh, as the number one seed and uh, one of the favorites to win the NBA titles. Um, last question I did want to ask you is you are the Brooklyn Nets fan. And do you expect Ben Simmons to be back this season or to uh, play this season? I'm going to say yes at okay. some point. Is he going to contribute a lot? No. Okay. But are you asking me if I think he will step onto a basketball court at some point during the season? Yeah. I think yes, because I think the Nets are making it to a seven-game series. So if you think they get out of the Mm play-in, then you buy yourself an extra two, three weeks. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there because I know... It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, if you're asking me if I think he's going to play at some point, Mm -hmm. I do think eventually they will be in a one- to two-week series, worst-case scenario, in the first round. And at that point, I think Simmons will end up returning at some point. Maybe at the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But will he play one minute in one given basketball game? I think the answer is yes. You- okay. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought eventually that they were going to get him back. I thought it was going to be sooner rather than later. Um, I think we heard about the herniated disc with him and, and the back issues that he's having. But I think, yeah, eventually maybe for – let's say they get in, they get to the second round or even the first round, maybe the latter part of that, that they do have Ben Simmons at, at some point. I mean, yeah, I don't think we're expecting him to have a significant contribution, but at least defensively, he can make a difference for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I just wanted to pose that question for you because you are the fan and probably have more. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be realistic with it. It's been really annoying watching him just sit around in fancy, expensive street clothes on the, sideline courtside and just you know watching some games but yeah when it comes to the nets we both agree at this point with how cleveland's struggling mm-hmm. they should make it out of the playing game they should be the seven seed yeah. the nets realistically 
So you're looking at a spot where they should play in a first round series where they'll probably worst case scenario losing six or seven, assuming they stay healthy. Not to mention the fact they could beat Philly or Boston at this point, or even Miami without yeah. Ben Simmons. So they could go into the second round without him. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying maybe an extra month of rehab time for Simmons, he better play. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's put a bow on all that stuff. Uh, Scott, let's take a quick break here, but we'll come back and then we'll dive into our player props here tonight uh, for the Thursday night schedule in the NBA. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. For sports bettors, WinBet Win Hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. They have better prices on very select games, and anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. And also, March Madness is not over yet. Bet $500 on college basketball Thursday to Sunday and be entered to win a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas. So if you wager $1,100 on the men's college basketball tournament Thursday to Sunday, you're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie? Every day, March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness to enter that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. All right, coming off of the break, five-game schedule here tonight in the NBA, but we do have player props for you as usual. Scott, I'll give you the floor first, my man. Uh, first player prop for tonight, what do you got? So for this one, I'm going to go to a matchup with the 76ers and the Pistons, and I'm going to back a player that both of us have hated on on this podcast for a couple of months. I feel like we it's have the same James Okay. All right. James and I'm going to take Harden over 21 and a half points at around minus 114. He scored at least 24 in three of the last four games. Uh, Detroit defensively has the really dumb idea of switching every pick and roll with Isaiah Stewart. Mm-hmm. And I expect Harden to torch him pretty much the entire game. And the main reason why I like this prop is because of the fact that we know Harden is a free throw merchant, whether you like to admit it or not. And Detroit allows 19.4 free throws per game, which is the second most in the league. I think Harden's going to live at the line. He might get to the line, hell, 12 times in this game, and nobody would be surprised. But the point is you're constantly switching pick and rolls, and if Harden should have mismatches and if he should get to the line a lot in this game, I expect Harden to get over 21.5, especially based on how he's played recently. He looked awful against Phoenix. He's had a couple of bad games. Yeah. But against bottom feeders, he usually he usually plays well. 21 and a half is too low. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, and that, that's a handicap right there is that for Harden, even as when he was with the Rockets, he would you know step up or, or play well against the bottom feeders of the NBA. And when it came against the, against the better competition of the NBA, he kind of caves or didn't play that well, would have bad shooting nights. But 
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head that, you know, last game against Milwaukee, 32 points for uh, James Harden against the Clippers, he, who he pretty much owns, had 29 against the Lakers, 24. So um, against the Pistons, I love the handicap that you mentioned that the pick and roll switching and the amount of free throws that they allow, him and Joel Embiid should probably live at the line here tonight. Um, I did like the Sixers team total here tonight as well. So that kind of just makes a lot of sense as well uh, for James Harden to get over this number of 21 and a half. Um, I'm going to stay in that same game. I'm going to stay on the same team. I'm going to take Tobias Harris. I'm going to go over his 15 and a half points here tonight. And, you know, the handicap on this one is revenge game from like seven years ago. Yeah. From, and it seems like it, it really seems like he still has that personal vendetta against the Pistons, but I'll get to that in a second. But you no, know, when Harden did get traded to the Sixers, Harris's production did fall off. And because that was, Doc Rivers still figuring out the rotations. And at some point, someone was going to suffer when you bring in a guy like James Harden. Tyrese Maxey flew uh, with next to Harden when, when he was traded there. And Harris had to, you know, kind of take the back seat. But now it seems like they've kind of figured out the rotations and how to keep Harris involved, uh, whether that's coming in with the second group or whatever the case might be on the offensive side of the basketball. But Harris has gone over this projection in three out of the last four games for the Sixers. But the two stats that kind of stuck out to me on this is number one, that Harris has faced the Pistons seven times as a player for the Sixers. And he's gone over this projection in six out of those seven games. You kind of throw in that revenge factor. Maybe he still has a personal vendetta against the Pistons, but the lone game that he did fall short, uh, he had uh, 15 points exactly in that game. So missed it by the hook. The second is a defense against the power four position where Tobias Harris kind of plays more this Sixers team. They're allowing 25.2 per contest to that power four position on 56% shooting. That number has stayed consistent over the last seven days, over the last two weeks, and over the last 30 days for the Pistons. Um, and I guess you can throw in the handicap that you said about the pick and roll and, and, and all that good stuff um, against the power four position. So again, don't shudder if, if her, uh, Tobias Harris still has that personal vendetta against the Detroit Pistons, but I think for him to at least give me 16 points here tonight, it's not really asking too much. So I'm going to take the over 15 and a half for Tobias Harris tonight. Yeah. I, I think Detroit's defense, which I watched in person, give up 130 is not exactly a great defensive unit. Yeah. Uh, even though like over the last five games, they were playing really good defense, but again, still, again, it wasn't against the greatest offensive teams, but now back-to-back games are facing the Nets and now the Sixers, two of the better offenses in the Eastern conference. Uh, Scott, let's go over to your next one, man. What do you got? So for this one, I'm going to go to the Nets Bucks game and I'm going to look at Andre Drummond and I like his rebound prop. It's at 10 and a half rebounds at around minus 110. I like the over. He's recorded at least 11 rebounds in each of the last three games. He's played Milwaukee twice this season. He had 12 in the most recent meeting and he had 20 earlier in the season. So he's averaging 16 rebounds per game against Milwaukee. And you really should play a lot of minutes. Now I know Drummond in the past has been known to play somewhere in the teens because they tried to pull him and they tried to use other guys because now in today's NBA, you kind of want big men that can shoot. The point is the Nets have no big men that can actually shoot. Aldridge is somewhat healthy again, but he hasn't played in about three weeks, so now he's kind of a healthy scratch. But Drummond is so important for the Nets tonight because he's the only big man the Nets have that can provide any physical resistance to Giannis. Because Claxton is so undersized in terms of weight. Blake Griffin's undersized as well. We saw that worked out earlier this season. And Aldridge hasn't played in about a month. So the point is, Drummond, he might get into foul trouble trying to guard Giannis, but 
he can kind of make a one-man wall, so to speak, which the Nets need if they want to limit Giannis whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I like the over and rebounds because we know Drummond, if he played 30 minutes a game, he would lead the league in rebounds. Yep. It's not a hot take. He would average like 15 rebounds plus per game. Mm-hmm. So I like the over because I think he'll end up playing 27 plus minutes in this game. Yep. And 10 and a half for Drummond's way too low for rebounds. I got to take the over. Yeah, I had this play as well. Uh, that's why I'm shaking my head so much. Uh, yeah, you hit the handicap on the head. It's really the minutes have been increasing for Drummond, and I think he's going to be a pivotal part tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks trying to contain Giannis and uh, again, like you mentioned, uh, two games this season against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, 12 rebounds and 20 rebounds, respectively. And he's gone over this projection in three, say, three, three straight games for the Brooklyn Nets. The Bucks are doing a decent job of rebounding, but against that center position over the last seven uh, days or seven games, at least, they're giving up 19.1 to that center position. So if Drummond, again, like you mentioned, and I also wrote this down tonight, if he's going to be playing 27 plus minutes tonight, 25 plus minutes here tonight for the Brooklyn Nets. He should get over this number of 10 and a half. So I'm glad we're in agreement about that one. I'll throw out a bonus one that I do like that the books have not posted yet, uh, but I'll do that towards the end. So uh, Scott, let's get to your third one, man. What do you got? So my last one's more obscure. It's going to be in a matchup between the Clippers and the Bulls. And I'm looking at Zubak and I like him under nine and a half points at around minus 124. Uh, he's scored less than 10 points in each of the last five uh, five games, so offensively, he really hasn't done much. The main reason why I like it, though, is because he's kind of been relegated to backup center. I know he technically starts, mm-hmm. but Hartenstein's been really good for the last couple of weeks. We saw how good he was down the stretch against Utah, so they're not even using Zubak in late-game situations because it seems like Lou really likes Hartenstein, mm-hmm. and because of that, I question how many minutes Zubak's actually going to play. He played against Chicago once this season. He recorded four points in 23 minutes. But he really doesn't have a role on this team. He's the initial starter and then basically doesn't play for the rest of the game. So he'll start the first half and he'll start the second half, play about, hell, eight minutes each half, and then that's basically it. He's kind of the equivalent of the Lakers' Dwight Howard. That's basically it. But at the end of the day, nine and a half for a guy that's gone under in five straight and for a guy who is really the second center on the depth chart because Hartenstein's been getting more run recently, mm-hmm. I like the under. Nine and a half seems too high. Yeah, I think he has a difficult matchup tonight as well, uh, trying to guard Nikola Vucevic, too. Uh, you know, Vucevic is a guy that can knock down those mid-range jump shots as well. So, you know, maybe he gets into foul trouble. But again, if he's not going to be the scoring priority for this team. Um, especially with Paul George being Yeah, especially with, I was supposed to say that Paul George is back as well, and I see his points prop at 23 and a half, so um, yeah, I love this play, man, on the under for Zubac. Um, For my last one, I'm going to go over to that Utah Jazz and the Lakers game. I'm going to take Malik Monk over 17 and a half points here tonight. I was hoping you were going to take Westbrook. (laughs) Against the the Utah Jazz. He's playing two games this season against the uh, Utah Jazz. He's had 13 and 14 which is, I know, under this projection, but that's been with LeBron in the lineup. And without LeBron in the lineup this season, Monk is averaging close to 30 minutes per game. He is only averaging 15.2 points per game. I think it's been, I think either 17 or 18 games without LeBron in that span. But in four of the last six games without LeBron, Malik Monk has scored 20 or more points in that span. And one of those games, he had exactly 17 points um, for the LA Lakers. 
Jazz are horrific against the shooting guard position over the last seven days. They're allowing opposing shooting guard to average 28.8 points per contest while shooting close to 55% from the field. I like Monk. Uh, again, last game against Dallas, he had 25. Westbrook had 28. So I think those are two guys are the really scoring options for the Lakers here tonight um, against this Jazz team who, again, defensively have not been that great this season. So I'm going to take Monk to get over this number of 17 and a half against the Utah Jazz here tonight, Scott. I think one of the perks of taking the Lakers at this point is that everyone on the team is basically blood proof because they just yeah. don't have many guys. <laughs> yeah. So like, even if the Lakers are down 30, which is possible tonight, are they going to rest Monk? Probably not. He might not be on the team in about a week and a half. Yeah. So I don't know if it really matters. Yeah. So I like him tonight against the Jazz. I, one more player I did want to mention, and we talked about this in the Slack channel. Uh, so shout out to our Slack channel for actually pointing this out. It was uh, Moses Brown yesterday. It's got the start for the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers at that center position. And going back to last season. I didn't see season, any props on him. I was looking for him. I didn't yeah, see Yeah, that was the first one I looked for tonight. It'll probably be closer to uh, game time like it was yesterday. But I do see him listed as a starter here tonight at that center position with Evan Mobley being out. But uh, keep that that, uh, name and those rebounding props on your radar here for tonight as we kind of progress through the rest of the season. Dan was the one that pointed this out last week – or sorry, last season to us, Moses Brown, kind of in the same situation that he's in with the the Cleveland Cavaliers right now where they pretty much didn't have any bodies and Moses Brown had to play. Last night I saw his uh, number posted at four and a half. For his rebounds, it was a little juice at minus 135, but he had, I think, like seven or eight by the half and it finished the game with nine. So didn't want to throw that in as an honorable mention um, for tonight. So keep an eye out for that. I'll probably tweet that out or drop it on Slack channel again as soon as I see it drop. But um, I mentioned double-double on the NBA Gambling Podcast, but, today. of course, there weren't any lines out. So, yeah, we're yeah. going to have to wait and see. But I don't mind that. It should be plus money for a guy who is getting a decent amount of minutes because they don't have many other options. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind taking a spin there or plus money. Yeah, I think last night he finished with – I know he had double-digit points, but I think he had nine rebounds, which kind yeah. of fell a little short. So I uh, did want to throw that one out there for our listeners as well. Scott, let's take one last uh, break here. We'll come back. We'll uh, identify best bets, and then we'll finish with any final thoughts uh, for this NBA schedule here tonight. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sports. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. That's right. $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The final four is set, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. The last two weeks, prop swappers have been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. 
Then after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Patrick from New York, who sold a 1,035 to 1 Houston Championship ticket for $6,000 on PropSwap before their Elite 8 game. Patrick turned $1,000 into $6,000 guaranteed and the buyer got the best odds in the country. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and a red hot ticket red hot tickets for sale a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit match up to $500 only when you use promo code SGP on your first deposit so again a first deposit cash match use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500 join the real sports better on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets all right, coming off of the break, let's get into some bets, bet, best bets here for tonight for this NBA schedule. Scott, I'll give it to you first, man. Best bet for tonight. What do you got? So I do like all three, but I'm going to go with Andre Drummond over 10 and a half rebounds. At the end of the day, he should get enough runtime in this game to actually get there. Yeah. You're looking at just how good Drummond has been on the glass this season. And I mean, he's a machine. There's really not much more to add. Yeah. You can make a serious argument that he's the best rebounding big man in the league. Either him or Steven Adams, I think it's close. But the yeah. point is, is that Drummond, the fact that he is pretty much the only center for the Nets who weighs at least like 270 pounds, so he can actually limit Giannis physically to some degree, mm-hmm. should result in him getting a decent amount of playing time in this game. Yeah. He played a lot in the last meeting. I know Durant did not play in that one, but Drummond's role in that game could not be, you know, uh, Overstay. I mean, he was just great. I mean, there's really yeah. not much more to say. And the point is, is that if you're going to give me a guy who the only concern with rebounds is minutes, and now the minutes are relatively secure, I got to take the over. I think he'll walk into 13 rebounds tonight. Yeah, co-sign this one as well, man. I mean, yeah, I have the same play as well. Um, we'll throw that as a double best bet, but also I'll throw out Malik Monk as a uh, bonus best bet here tonight for myself um, against the Utah Jazz here tonight. I think that. Him and Westbrook are really the only two scoring options really for this uh, Lakers team. I think that he should not have a problem getting over the 17 and a half projection here tonight. He's done it, you know, four out of the last, I think three out of the last four games I've mentioned without LeBron in the lineup. Um, he's playing minutes for this team. And again, like you mentioned, they just don't have bodies right now. So even if Utah does get up by 15, 20 points in garbage time, I still think that Malik Monk will be out there um, playing for the Lakers. So I'll take, over 17 and a half for uh, Malik Monk here tonight uh, against the Utah Jazz. Uh, Scott, we got Final Four this weekend. How's your bracket looking, bud? As of right now, every bracket pool I'm in is basically dead, which is not okay. surprising because, you yeah. know, it is what it is. I had one yeah. bracket with Kansas winning, but everything else fell apart after that. So we'll see. But either way, the only thing I'm sweating out now is a personal bracket with my dad and I okay. where we compete every year. If Kansas wins against Villanova, I win. Okay. And if Kansas loses to Villanova, I lose by 10. Ooh. So it's a sweat. Uh, I, I'm assuming Kansas is going to win. They should. I mean, with more being out, they really should win. Yeah. Despite how much better of a coach Jay Wright is than Bill Self, they should mm-hmm. win that game. Yeah. Uh, the only thing else I got to talk about for the actual Final Four is the fact that I actually am going to a birthday party on Saturday. My friend 
earlier last week ended up putting a couple hundred bucks on North Carolina to win the title uh-huh. at 25 to one. Okay. So now he's got himself a sweat to potentially win about 5k. And as a result, he's also going to the party. So he's going to be rocking a North Carolina hat at the party, <laughs> dress shirt, jeans, North Carolina hat. It looks like he just got drafted to college. <laughs> like he made the decision at like one of those tables in high school. Yeah. And we're just going to watch the game at a bar. And we might socialize with some of our friends from high school. We might not. But the life of a gambler, you know, you got to watch games you got money on. You definitely need the screen in front of you or close to you, no matter where you are, especially if you're sweating out that amount of money. Uh, Win or I, lose, I we're bet. drinking. So that's, oh, yeah. I guess the silver one. Yeah, that'll be a good time to have fun with that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend of, of college troops. I'll be down to the final four. Um, anything else, Scott, you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, man? Uh, not really. We're looking forward to the end of the regular season for the NBA. Uh, overall, uh, there's been a lot of crazy line moves on totals recently. Mm-hmm. I know I beat a huge move on the Nuggets game yesterday uh, by about four points. I gave out the Hawks over at 222. It's at 230. So it's went up eight points in about seven hours, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah. But just keep that in mind. Uh, there has been a lot of line movement in some of these games. So if you like a game, don't be afraid to bet it early because there's been a ton of money coming on some of these totals. Yeah, I I bet the over in the Bucks and Nets game tonight. It opened at 238. Currently it's up to 243 and a half. So it's not um, often you see a five and a half point move or more within about five, six hours. Usually yeah. you might get three points at this time, mm-hmm. but a lot of these lines are just flying right now. So just keep an eye out for those. Yeah, you got to bet the opener, especially uh lack of defense or defense is perfectly questionable at this juncture of the season. All right, Scott, uh, thank you so much for joining me, man. Uh, Scott had a busy day today. He was on the NBA Gambling Podcast. He's going to be back on the NBA Gambling Podcast tomorrow. Megapod. Yeah, Megapod with uh, Terrell and Dan Dan tomorrow on the NBA Gambling Podcast. So uh, look out for that. Uh, A lot of stuff happening. Got MLB previews with myself and Malcolm. We'll have Johnny on today for the AL East. Uh, just so much happening. Make sure to download the app SGPN app on your Google play store or app store. Head over to the website, sports gambling baseball season right around the corner. I know Scott is also uh, excited for that. Definitely for sure. Scott will be on with the NBA gambling podcast this season as well. So uh, definitely look out for that. With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight, guys. Like I said, we'll be back with the NBA stuff tomorrow. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>